Derek Carr likely to be released. Why? How did this kind of change course, Smitty? How did we get here? Um, apparently, Derek Carr has a injury guarantee clause in his contract, $40.4 million. Uh, and he has said he will not extend the February 15 deadline for said injury guarantee clause, meaning that he has to be traded before February 15 or he's going to get paid $40.4 million. And that means that they're going to trade him or cut him by February 15. Now, here's the thing. Can he be actually traded? The answer is no. And I'll tell you why. The Fantasy Football Show begins right now. From the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, good people? So welcome to the show, first and foremost. And we're going to get to some of the quarterback situations. We're going to also answer voicemails about 10 minutes into the uh, into the show. So if you're here for that, just wait till about 10 minutes in and you'll hear your voice messages being played and answered by your boy Smitty. Why can't Derek Carr be released? He has a February 15th deadline coming up where he's either got to be traded, released, or paid $40.4 million. <laughs> so you would say to yourself, oh, they got to trade him, right? He's got a no-trade clause, and he's already made it very clear, abundantly clear today, that being traded is not in his best interest. So he's going to deny whatever trade. He's getting released. Derek Carr going to be released by February 15, or on February 15. So that's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy news. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, he can be traded, but to a team that he wants to go to and he has a no trade. Exactly. So, he's not going to be traded, though. He's already made it clear. It's not in his best interest to be traded. It's in his best interest to to uh, part ways um, the way he wants to part ways instead of being traded. Um, we'll see what happens. Maybe some kind of twist to this gets uh, released. Um, some of these contract details don't get revealed until later, so this was an interesting one to, to, to hear once uh, it became known. Uh, we should dig into some of these contracts too, if there's information on them, you know, like if we, if there's any information, sometimes there's not. So you have to wait until you hear a report like this before you can really, uh, know exactly the details, but this goes to show Derek Carr, who we thought was, was getting pushed around by the Raiders is now pushing back and he's in full control in the driver's seat. Um, so that's, that's good news for him. Good for Derek Carr. Good for Derek Carr. Push him back against the Raiders. Who who basically wanted to say, hey, we're going to deny your your request for a trade. Well, guess what? Now Derek Carr's got the keys to the situation he's driving. You're in the back. You're your shotgun. Derek Carr's at the wheel. And Derek Carr, as much as we give him grief for being not one of the best options of the the two uh remaining options, there was three. Until Tom Brady decided to selfishly um, decide to retire and leave somebody without a, a, a solid um, gunslinger. Because Miami, the Raiders, the Jets, the Bucks, the Saints. We were hoping we, we at least had three 
quarterbacks because we don't care about Baltimore's wide receivers. We want Lamar Jackson somewhere else. We we want Lamar somewhere where he can contribute and feed to these wide receivers that are on the Bucks, that are on the Saints, that are on the Raiders, that are on the Dolphins, that are on the Jets. These are the the wide receiver heavy teams that need quarterback play. So we don't want Lamar in Baltimore. I don't care about Bateman. Are you out of your mind? Bateman, these wide receivers in Baltimore are garbage. These are the wide receivers we need to worry about and look out for. So Tom Brady kind of selfishly left us hanging because now of these five spots, we thought we had three quarterbacks and then potentially Jordan Love, Danny Dimes, um, not Jimmy, and uh, you know potentially Derek Carr as not the best choice, but a good choice. But now we're left with Aaron Rodgers and Lamar, and we're not even sure if the Ravens are going to allow a trade to happen, like franchise tag him and trade him like Devontae Adams, like Tyreek, you know, trading Tyreek Hill, whatever. Is that going to happen? A shocking trade in the offseason? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Lamar's unhappy. I feel like Lamar will try and force the Ravens to trade him, but we don't know if that'll work out. So we may be left with Aaron Rodgers. And what if Aaron Rodgers goes back to Green Bay? Then we have zero quarterback movement. We have zero quarterback movement. And the best quarterback on the board would be Derek Carr. We could be left with Aaron Rodgers not going anywhere. Lamar Jackson not going anywhere. Brady retired. And literally Derek Carr is the best free agent quarterback on the board. Now if Aaron Rodgers does return. Then we know that Jordan Love is going to most definitely request a trade. The Green Bay Packers are almost certainly going to trade him. Because they need to get something if they're going to run the the route of Aaron Rodgers one more back in a reload. They're gonna they're gonna need to get something out of Jordan Love so they don't lose him for nothing. But if if Aaron Rodgers goes to let's say the Jets, like Mike thinks, if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Raiders, like I think is more likely at this point. But I think both landing spots are very very likely. I don't I don't think one's really like trumping the other right now. It's the Raiders or the Jets in my mind. The Bucks are a possibility, but probably unlikely. The Saints are are probably unlikely, but it's a possibility, I suppose. Derek Carr, really, when he's released on February uh, 15 or earlier, Derek Carr, again, set to be released because if he stays on roster, $40.4 million guaranteed in this injury clause in his contract. And on top of that, they can't trade him by February 15 because he's going to deny the trade. He's pretty much made that very clear that it's in his best interest to not give any kind of um, benefit to extending the deadline. Now, if they came to him and said, we've got a a nice trade lined up with this team and they're going to give you this contract extension, you know, who knows what happens? Um, He may he may look to to accept that kind of deal or whatever, but we, we don't really know. All I know is there's a high likelihood that he's not getting traded. There's a 0% chance he stays on the roster because they'd own $40 million and he's going to get cut and he gets to go wherever he wants now or whatever team will take him. Where are the best landing spots for Derek Carr? Uh, Miami's interesting. The Raiders, all these, all these spots are very interesting for Derek Carr and Derek Carr has become the third best quarterback on this board, so I don't. I mean, we're gonna to have to accept him somewhere. He is the best option out of all the the guys right here, in my opinion. Even over Jordan Love, Danny Dimes isn't as good of a, a prospect outside of New York. So, in terms of talking about moving to one of these teams, Danny Dimes isn't one of the best options, in my opinion. I think Geno Smith is not a good option to move to one of these teams because I think he does well with Pete Carroll, who made Russell Wilson look amazing. Russell Wilson leaves and looks bad. Maybe it was Hackett, 
maybe Russell Wilson needs Pete Carroll. Maybe Pete Carroll is needed for Geno Smith. So Danny Dimes is tied to Dable. Geno is tied to uh, Pete Carroll. And I don't think we want to separate the coach from quarterback in both of these scenarios because it doesn't, they're not going to produce in these situations, in my opinion. I mean, I guess in Miami, I guess in Miami, I would say Derek Carr not producing in, in, in Las Vegas, he produced from a fantasy perspective, but failing there enough to where they, you know, they, they want to move on. It makes me worried about Geno. It makes me worried about Danny Dimes in this environment. In this environment, in Miami, Miami's like the one option where it kind of just you become whatever you are, you become amplified because you're you're just you're given so many weapons and you're given such an amazing high octane offense, and and so that's the only place where I would consider Danny Dimes and uh, like Geno Smith um, uh, at a lot higher level than I would anywhere else. Okay, so that's that's the one outlier uh, situation. So Derek Carr in the New York Jet uniform tossing to Garrett Wilson doesn't make me mad. Derek Carr in Tampa Bay throwing the pigskin to Mike Evans and uh, Godwin. That doesn't upset me too much. Derek Carr in New Orleans throwing footballs to Chris Olave. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. We know Derek Carr can deliver fantasy points to his number one wide receiver. Devontae Adams did just fine. It's more about winning games with Derek Carr. Uh, Raiders, he's not going back there. And the Jets... Like I said, Garrett Wilson, or, or my, I think I already did that one, Miami. Uh, Derek Carr to both Tyreek Hill and, and Jalen Waddell. Derek Carr would be a 6-10 to 10 quarterback in fantasy football. It's weird to say, but it's the truth. you know. And, and if Derek Carr ends up landing in Miami, the question is, do we keep him on the Moon Man list? The Moon Man dropping loads in outer space. I don't know that we do. I don't know that we do, but I don't know that we don't. Space Monsters. You know, I kind of got to play it by ear. Uh, as of this moment, I don't, I don't feel like a, a, a crazy, like I'm definitely keeping him on the Moon Man list feeling, but I also don't know that I'll remove him yet. I just don't know that he'd be, he'd be in my like number six or seven, but he certainly could produce six to ten quarterback numbers in, in Miami. So there's that. Uh, Mike White, here's this report here. Mike White being talked about maybe ties... Uh, back to the to the um, to the Rams with Lafleur. Lafleur loved this guy. He preferred this guy over Zach Wilson. Lafleur really really likes Mike White. And the only thing that that makes me think this isn't going to happen is Mike White. The quarterback um, pool of available quarterbacks is not that deep. Once Derek Carr is the second best or third best option, depending on what happens with Lamar. You've got literally Jimmy G, Jordan Love, depending on if Rodgers is elsewhere, and I do think he will be, so Jordan Love will be retained in Green Bay, or he'll stay in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers will be traded. Danny Dimes is retained. Geno's retained. So it's Jimmy, Mike White, Derek Carr. So Mike White, I don't think this whole, like, he's going to the Rams doesn't feel like a, a realistic scenario because Mike White's starter material in, in this quarterback in this pool of quarterbacks, Mike White's going to find a starting job, I think. And I'm I'm hoping he does. I really hope that Mike White gets a fair shot to get into a different system. Like like Mike White in, in Las Vegas, Mike White in Miami. Um, 
Mike White. Mike White might go to Miami as a backup, knowing that he probably could compete for the starting job because Tua is not going to stay healthy. That that would be one scenario where I think Mike White would would kind of put his uh, bank on himself. But I don't think Mike White's going anywhere like the Rams over locations that are in dire need of quarterbacks. Why would you? Why would you not? Why would Mike White not want to go to the Saints? Why would Mike White not want to go to the Bucks? Why would Mike White not want to go to the Raiders or the Dolphins over? the Rams to be a backup because he most certainly isn't going to unseat Matthew Stafford. Will Matthew Stafford stay on the field? We don't know, but I just don't see that as a, a plausible place for, for Mike White. I could be wrong. We'll find out later on that one, but that's my thinking on that report. This is the T Higgins report. We talked about earlier where uh, the Bengals could trade T Higgins for a top draft pick. If contract extension numbers are outrageous and it's clear that the two sides won't see eye to eye. I have a feeling that T. Higgins is asking for bank beyond bank. And so there probably will be some pushback. Maybe they decide to pay up, though. Maybe they fold and say, let's give T. Higgins a, a big fat wad. But could they trade him? Sure. This is an athletic reporter um, that apparently writes for or about the Bengals. So it's not coming from the team. So I think we need to pump the brakes on this being an absolute, you know, for sure piece of information that's coming from the team i don't think it is by the way thanks to to uh ron navy for the late super chat i, I just hit the end button and ron navy dropped a 20 dollar hauler so ron moment. navy i appreciate you man for dropping that 20 dollars 20 dollar hauler we love lamar in miami matt who wouldn't love lamar in miami smitty can you explain this 40 million dollar injury thing i just did in tremendous detail at the beginning of the show nev so rewind and watch um 40 millions due to him on the 15th so the team's going to have to either release him or trade him. And he's already going to pretty much, he's already said he's going to refuse any trade because he has a no trade clause in his contract. So they either pay him $40 million, which they're not going to do, or they cut him. That's the gist of it. Uh, uh, X-Factor celebrating three months on the YouTube exclusive memberships. Appreciate you, pal. Thank you so much for being a, a loyal member. Um, let's see. First in the building was Blind Larry. Blind Larry, appreciate you being here. Good buddy. Frake was second in the building, uh, followed by Jeb, followed by Nevin. Nevin, you've been here from the beginning. Roger, did, did I not explain it correctly, though, Like, or in a way that, that made sense? If, if not, let me know. Tony in the building, D-Town, appreciate you. Moonman, Rick. Um, yeah, it looked like Nevin's been here from the beginning. The injury, the injury, if you're wanting me to explain the injury clause part of it, I don't know why the injury clause part um, I, I don't know, uh, to be honest, I don't know why it's being worded and described as the injury guarantee clause of his contract. I think what it means is just, it's basically just a guarantee. I don't know why it's titled injury clause, but it's a guarantee clause in his contract, $40.4 million. So, it, maybe he's listed as, as injured right now, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure. All I do know is he's going to get $40.4 million if he's on the roster uh, beyond February 15th. And the team is asking him to extend that date so they can work out a trade. And he's like, no. First of all, they denied him from what I heard. They denied a trade. He requested to be able to talk trade. He requested to to discuss trade with, with other teams. They denied it. Then they go to Derek Carr and say, hey, Derek. <laughs> hey, Derek. I know we said no. We want to control the narrative. But can we move the deadline? <laughs> Derek's like... You did.
just been Smitty disapproved. <laughs> Got some gall, man. Hey, Derek, you you sit down, Derek Carr. You sit down. We we don't approve anything. Look at look at what I'm. Look Decide you want to you want to request a trade. Oh, by the way, can we extend that deadline? Do you mind? Oh boy. Anyway, um, dial in if you want to ask a question to your boy Smitty. Let's go. Call into the show. Call, call into the show. Um, where are we at? D-Town. D-Town celebrates three months on the YouTube exclusive membership. Appreciate you. To the moon, pal. D-Town to the moon. To the moon. Got so much news already, man. Smoke season is just getting going, and we got so much to talk about. I mean, the whole Devontae Adams uh, tweeting out that Aaron Rodgers, he wants Aaron Rodgers in his neighborhood. That was crazy. Um, Derek Carr probably getting cut now, and, and they can't even trade him. That's crazy. And that, that changes the landscape quite a bit, right? Smitty is the best FF expert out there. Thank you, D-Town. Appreciate you, D-Town, dropping a... A nice little message there. Appreciate you, D-Town. Um, I tried calling in. Try one more time, Nevin. Phone lines are open, pal. Try one more time. Bijan to the Niners. No. Moon man, Rick, you got to let that go, bro. You have you have about as, as likely of a chance of getting Bijan in a Niner uniform as you have keeping your quarterbacks healthy for an entire season, bro. That's just they're just they're both non non-existing situations for you, bro. There's zero chance you're getting Bijan. Zero. Zero, bro. Why would you even do that? Why do we keep talking about this? But I appreciate you. Gibby to the Bengals would be fire says uh Roger I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Gibby can't stay healthy. Gibby's weird. Gibby's a weird Hello? player. Yeah, what's up? Who's this? You're live. This is Nev. What's up, Nevin? Yep. What's up, Nevin? Appreciate Nothing you. much. Glad it worked this, glad it worked this time. But uh, I was just calling it. I wasn't understanding the uh, why they called it the injury thing. I understood because I was, I was the, one of the first ones in. But yeah, I, I understood I what you meant, but... I figured that out after I went up and saw who was first in the building and I saw you and I'm like, oh, he must must just be asking why is it titled injury? To be honest, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, really I don't know. They didn't explain this in the report. And sometimes we don't have contract details, so we're beholden to the news. And this was never mentioned. You know, anytime there was a, hey, Derek Carr requested a trade, the Raiders said no. That was all that we read. There wasn't a whole lot on this. But now it's being made 
aware that the contract details for Derek Carr require a 40. Just think of, don't, don't worry so much about the injury verbiage in there. Just yeah. by February 15, they owe him 40.4 million for a guarantee clause yep. of regardless of the titling. And, and if they don't yeah. trade him by then or cut him, they'll pay him $40.4 million. <laughs> So yeah. he's gone. I mean, right, right now, Derek Carr's got him handcuffed pretty much. Yeah. And I got, that's why I put on that the, the, the voice and said, you sit down, Derek. Because they're literally, yeah. we're acting like yeah. they're going to push him around. He's, <laughs> and you know what What he did is he talked to Peyton Manning. He talked to a bunch of other, you know, not that he, he should have already known that that was a capability for him. But it sounds like this mm-hmm. is something that he kind of uh, started to understand recently. I don't know why his agent... Maybe his agent didn't know about this, but it sounds like he was talking to Peyton Manning and getting some advice, and then in this, then this news came out right after. <laughs> so I don't know, I don't know how much Peyton Manning had to do with it, or if he just telling Peyton Manning about it, and that's how it got leaked out. But Peyton Manning was giving him some advice, uh, and if you if you read Derek Carr's exact um, quote was, so Carr has a no trade clause. So in other words, he will not get he he's not getting traded, instead forcing his release. I don't think that would be in the bet. I, I don't think that would be best for me. Carr said, um, talking about the potential extending the deadline or, you know, or getting traded. Carr has zero reason to play ball with the Raiders, and though the remaining money on his deal is lucrative, he will make even more as a free agent in the quarterback starved league. So what Peyton Manning and everybody essentially told him and they're correct is, Hey man, you're going to get paid bank. Maybe you won't get, you're yeah. not going to get near the four fifty and $500 million deals that Jalen hurts is going to get on an extension and all that. But he's most certainly going to get something in the hundred. I don't know where, like it wouldn't shock me if he got like, you know, it wouldn't be guaranteed like, like, uh, like Watson, but it's not that crazy, bro, to think that he could get in the 200s with some kind of like 110 million guarantee or 100 million guarantee or 90 million guarantee or whatever. So him extending the deadline, getting his 40 million, and then getting traded and playing on 40, playing on his current contract, he'd rather forego 40 million, get released, and sign some kind of 100 guaranteed or 90 guaranteed 150 million dollar deal where he wants to go not where it kind yeah, of fits we're yeah. going to trade you there you can well, accept can it do. yeah so for, turning down 40.4 million sounds crazy right but he's not really yeah. he's not really doing that he's he's going to ink something big he's going to ink something big real quickly uh and i and i think i think uh, it, there's a lot of good spots i mean where do you like him on this uh on this arod board that we got up where is your favorite that's, that's Derek Carr? I got two more things. One, I think um, he would thrive in Tampa Bay. That, that's just my ideal landing spot for him. I think him throwing the ball to Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and uh, Kate Otten, I think he would really do well there. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, I think Miami would be good for anyone. You know, anyone's skill yeah. set gets amplified a ton. But I, I want Aaron Rodgers or Lamar there first and foremost because you have two wide receivers yeah. that could flourish. But then again, I mean, should we be looking at it from a different perspective? Should we be saying to ourselves, because Tua made Waddle and Hill very good, and any quarterback can go from good to great there, should we maybe root for a Derek Carr there since that's almost a self-sufficient place for for both those wide receivers no matter what happens? 
And they've got Tua there if they decided like roll with Derek Carr and Tua, right? And then in that yeah. way we don't. I, mean, it's wa- like... I was gonna say in that it's way we like don't waste our our Lamar and Aaron Rodgers firepower. We don't waste our Aaron Rodgers and Lamar firepower on Miami when it's not even really necessarily needed because that those wide receivers yeah. will flourish no matter what. I think Aaron Rodgers or Lamar in the Raiders uniform, Aaron Rodgers or Lamar in a Jets uniform are the most yep. vital landing spots for me. Yeah, I agree. Right on. I got one more thing. Um, earlier, I was watching the Pro Bowl games, and uh, after the precision passing, they asked Derek Carr. I'm not 100% sure. You have to look look up a video or something about it. But they said something about playing indoors at Allegiant Stadium. And uh, he said, like, something. It was like, whoop, like, caught everyone off guard. They said something about, like, throwing passes inside. And he's like, well, I won't have to worry about that anymore. And then the reporter, the guy that was, like, on the sidelines with all the players, they were like, whoa, because, like, I mean, they caught him off guard. But you have to go back and look at the way he actually said. Well, I don't remember. Yeah. Did he mean I, I don't have to – I won't have to worry that about that, you know, did he mean that specifically – Toward a team, because he won't be the Raiders again. Right, right, right. But did he mean that because he knew he wouldn't be, you know, where he knew he where he's going? I don't think he knows where he's going. But yeah, I think it was aimed toward the Raiders or whatever. But that's yeah. No, I'm saying because he won't be with the Raiders anymore. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. I mean, I I want Derek. I think Derek Carr is gonna be like the question I'd have for you. Let's say Derek Carr goes to Miami. Does he stay on the Moonman list? Or do we say no? That's for Aaron Rodgers or Lamar if they go to Miami. Or is Derek Carr in Miami a moon man? Like I kind of feel like Derek Carr is better than Tua. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm thinking right now that Derek Carr would almost be an upgrade for Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. I, I mean, I, I think that he would be he he would be consider a uh, consideration to stay on the moon man list. Still, I don't know. That's I'm kind of with you on that. We'll see, man. It's tough, tough but to know. I got I got another question. Yeah. If a-Rod or Lamar go to Las Vegas or the Jets. I mean, do we got we got to think about putting one of them on the moon man list. I mean, if Lamar goes to Vegas, he's going to Devontae Adams and Darren Waller. Yeah. I mean, we could essentially put a, a, a placeholder for the Raider quarterback there, but I think everybody else will be on board that so much. And I don't know. I mean, it's a similar, it's a similar concept. We, For we sure. could, no, we, could yeah. consi- we could consider it if the chat wanted to make that the chat voted um, Moonman edition. You know, at any point you guys can do that. Let me know. But I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to it because you feel like the the Raiders and the Dolphins. The Dolphins. I don't know that I buy that Miami Mike's not concerned. Everybody reporting the tour is going to be one hundred percent. That doesn't mean they still want to go with them. Like, doesn't mean Miami Mike's confident mm-hmm. in that. But let's just say that 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 is the case. He's going to roll with Tua. Um. Yeah, the Raiders are the most attractive quarterback landing spot by far. So Aaron Rodgers or Lamar, or it's got to be Aaron Rodgers or Lamar. It's got to be. If it's Jimmy G, I want to vomit in my mouth. If it's Aaron Rodgers oh, yeah, stays, right if Aaron Rodgers stays, then Love could get traded to the Raiders. But I don't know that I love that or not. I'm I'm not sure how much I I like Jordan Love. Geno's probably yeah. staying. Danny Danny Dimes is probably staying put. Uh, Mike White to the like I don't think the Raiders would honestly settle for Mike White to be their passer but if he was I'd be yeah. pretty excited for him like, yeah I mean the way I think about it is the Raiders receivers are uh, Devontae and Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller 
Um, the receivers for the Raiders are worse than the Dolphin receivers, but I feel like Mike McDaniel's better coach than Josh McDaniels is. Let me ask you this. Okay, so look at the draft board here. The the 2023 NFL draft order. I don't know if you can see my screen. Uh, no, I'm okay. on the phone. I can't so the Raiders that. have the number seven overall pick. If you were the Raiders, would you trade that pick for Lamar? The seven overall, you said? Mm-hmm. For Lamar Jackson, uh, I think so. I mean, then you can cut Derek Carr and not have to worry about paying him the forty million, and you get a huge upgrade at quarterback. I mean, they're I cutting Derek Carr no matter what. That's that's already done. Oh yeah. But sure. what I mean, what what does the chat? If what does the chat think? Would you guys cut? Well, you're cutting Derek Carr no matter what. Would you guys trade the number seven overall Raider draft selection right here for Lamar Jackson? I'm I mean, Smitty, the way I think about it is. Um, do you think the quarterback that you could take at number seven is better than Lamar Jackson? No, and but I, think I don't think no. I don't think they take a quarterback at number seven though. I think they would go after Derek but or if, go after uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers really hard. Then they would have to settle. I mean, it's it's tough. Like like if Aaron Rodgers doesn't land in Las Vegas, what is the alternative? What is the alternative? Yeah. And you're paying Devontae Adams bank. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You got to get someone to throw him the ball because that's why you brought him in there. I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to go Jimmy G? You're going to go with, uh, I mean, again, Mike White would be interesting. But if you can't get Lamar, let's say Lamar is not getting traded. And let's say Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets. What does what do the Raiders do? I mean, it, it, you force force a trade with Lamar using the pick or or what do you what do you get? I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just very crazy to think that, like, I don't even know, maybe two or three weeks ago. Well, maybe even go further back than that. Like, before he got benched for Stidham, I mean, nobody saw this coming. At least I didn't. Yeah. I mean, that Raiders quarterback room blew up, like, in a matter of if I, mean, I if, if I'm the Raiders, if I'm the Raiders... First of all, you trade for Lamar, you're paying him bank. You're paying him probably something along the lines of a three, four hundred million dollar deal. Yeah, I don't know how sure. much That's of it's guaranteed. Yep. I don't know how much of it's guaranteed. I don't think he gets the two hundred thirty guaranteed million. Who knows though? It could be like one seventy, one fifty. I mean, who knows? I think Aaron Rodgers was like one forty guaranteed. I kind of forget. But I think uh, you can't afford Jacobs anymore. So you can't really bring him back. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to test free agency anyway. But let's say the bites aren't great, and he comes back. I mean, I guess you could maybe afford him. I don't know. But you're you're paying you're paying Aaron Rodgers sixty million. If if you trade for Aaron Rodgers and you're you're a club that acquires him, you're paying Aaron Rodgers sixty million for twenty twenty three. That's the set number. And if you're acquiring Lamar, you're inking a thirty three hundred plus million dollar deal. Because he's not gonna he's not gonna want to play for you if you're not franchise if you're if he's not getting franchise tagged and traded to you on a big deal announced as soon as the trades announced they announced the contract if that's not in play then uh, Lamar's gonna say no go and then the team trading for him is gonna go we're not gonna trade for him he doesn't want to play for us if we don't give him a contract so that con the contract details get worked out before the trades even executed but it's it, it's yeah. it's crazy because I, I I think if I was the Raiders I would do it I would trade for Lamar 
mainly because what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What is your alternative if Aaron Rodgers, if you can't get Aaron Rodgers, what is your alternative other than Lamar? I mean, what are you going to do? Jimmy G, like you're going to lose. You what? If you if you don't get Aaron Rodgers and you don't end up making the Lamar trade, I feel like you're backing yourself into a corner. I just don't know what you do. You're paying Devontae Adams all this money and you have no quarterback because Aaron Rodgers and Lamar yeah. are the end of the road for you. You can't win a Super Bowl without Aaron Rodgers or Lamar. You can't. You can't. Uh, D-Hop, too expensive. D-Hop's not going to cost much, I don't think, bro. I think the Cardinals are going to give him away if they give him away. I don't know. What's the right, deal see, with Tom Brady? And then I'll, I'll leave, but... Um, right. Do you think that Danny Giants is realistically going to go is going to leave the Jets? You mean the Giants? Um, the Giants, sorry, Giants. Uh, I don't. I think they. I think they. I think they franchise tag him, bro. I think that the Jets. The, I mean, that, I don't know why I keep saying the Jets. I think the Giants found their guy, and I think Gable fell in love with Danny Giants. I mean, they went the furthest they've gone and. What, 10 years, Well, right? sa- same exercise. What do, you, what do you do if you don't have Danny Dimes? If you're Dable, what do you do if you don't have Danny Dimes? Are you going to go after A-Rod? Probably doesn't. I mean, maybe A-Rod would consider New York, but I, I, I highly doubt it. So A-Rod's, A-Rod and Lamar are off the table, essentially, as far as I know, for those situations. So what are you going to do? Derek Carr in New York? That's, That's not, not, you, not, not horrible. Carr. Derek Carr is not horrible in New York. But other than that, what are you doing? Are you trading for Jordan Love? Are you, like, you might as well just franchise tag Danny Dimes. You're not committing yourself to him. So if you're still on the fence, yeah. of, like, we're on the fence. I'm on the fence about him. I'm not, I think Dave, Dable's the guy. I don't know that Danny Dimes is the guy. Dable's the guy. If I'm drafting, or if I'm putting my my uh, confidence behind Danny Dimes, it's really me putting my confidence behind Dable. But because mm-hmm. you're not, he's not proven yet, it's been one year, and it's not like he blew the top off it, you just know he played really well at times and Danny Dimes proved himself he got better he showed some real good play down the stretch so you franchise tag him big deal you pay him big and then you decide to sign him to a long-term deal if he proves it this year Saquon they yeah. into they yep. into a big fat long-term deal they they franchise tag Danny Dimes and that's how I see it yeah, um, you give Dable one more year if you like this guy yeah. or not or if he wants him to be his quarterback forever all right, bro. I'm gonna let you go. I gotta get some voicemails, but appreciate you calling in. Call calling anytime, pal. No, for sure. Thank you for having me, buddy. Yeah, later. Um, yeah. Casey says, "What's the deal with Tom Brady?" I'm not sure what you mean by this. What's the deal? I mean, he retired. I I I don't know if it'll be for real. I don't know if you've been under a rock. He retired, bro. He was <laughs> he retired, but uh, it's okay. Uh, let's get to the voicemails. Here are the voicemails that were left. That I wanted to get through from my voicemail cruise. This one's from Kevin. Smitty, where you at, man? Another. What's this? Another. Smitty, where you at, man? Another QB hurt in uh, San Francisco. Oh, that was an old message um, regarding the. All right, Kevin, your first voice message didn't play. And what are we? We're, we're 35 minutes into the show. Kevin, your first voice message did not play. I don't know why. At the end of the season, this is Victor. Hey, what's up, Victor here? Victor. I want to know your thoughts on George Beacons because he played well at the end of the season. Uh, Beacons is going to be a good quarterback in this league. 
he had two game winners against the Ravens and against the, the Raiders. So I want to know your thoughts on him for next season. So Pickens, he wants to know my thoughts on Pickens. Thank you for the question, my guy. Uh, topic is Pickens. Uh, well, uh, Victor, I don't know if you've been watching lately, but I've got Pickens on the Moon Man list, pal. The Moon Man dropping loads in outer space. So that's what I think of him. Um, I like him a lot. I think he's an elite wide receiver three with upside to be a monster wide receiver two. Maybe I'm living in Spaceland thinking I can get Pickens as a third wide receiver. And I'm not talking about like late. I'm talking about like the one of the first wide receiver threes off the board. So maybe that's like round five or six. Um, what do you guys think, Pickett, Pickens? What ADP should we expect for Pickens? Round five, six, seven? Probably not a seven. Five or six? You think he's going to go on five or six? It kind of feels like like St. Brown felt before the well before the season. St. Brown was like a five, six, seven round pick. I feel like Pickens will be a five, six, seven round pick, and he'll fluctuate from the six, seven down to five as the buzz starts to kick in. You know what I mean? So I, I think five, six, seven in that range, it falls down to five and it starts off at seven, six, seven, and it just fluctuates as the buzz kicks in. That's kind of my feel. And I and I, I feel like that's good value. I think you're not reaching too far if you go in round seven for Pickens. If you go in round six, I like that. I, I think that's good. Uh, round five too early until until he until he climbs higher, you know. But appreciate you, Victor. And I think he's a, a 1,200 yard, 70 plus, seven to ten TD capable wide receiver in 2023. And that's with a picket that I don't really fully believe in yet and buy into. If I started to, if he like started tearing it up and proved me wrong and Pickett was a monster, then Pickens to the moon. Right now, he's already kind of going to the moon. To the moon. But kind of on 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 a very mediocre picket dime. You know what I'm saying? So things could change. Um, this one's Kevin. Hey, Smitty. Also wanted to get your thoughts on Garrett Wilson. I know the Jets uh, in sort of a quarterback mm -hmm. hole right now, but Wilson was mm -hmm. a stud last year. Say, for instance, Aaron Rodgers becomes a Jet. Not sure if it'll happen, but, you know, with the Hackett Iyer, we'll see. Do you think that, you know, Wilson's ADP, where would you kind of range that? Do you think, I think it's obviously going to climb a lot. People might reach on him a bit, but if you got Aaron Rodgers, you're, uh, the number one wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers, then we'll see. Just let me know your thoughts. Great question. Uh, who was that? That was Kevin. So, Kevin, again, your first voicemail just doesn't play. Try playing it. I don't know why it's not playing, but sometimes that happens. So, sorry about that. But Garrett Wilson, I will say this, Kevin. I will say um, he's a moon man as, as well. You and Victor are asking about moon men, and you're saying, what do you feel about him? And that's a good question. Even if I have him on the moon man list, you can still ask me. I'm not saying it's a bad question, but this is how much I love Garrett Wilson and Pickens. The moon men dropping loads in outer space. But but Garrett Wilson I like a little more than Pickens. I like Pickens a lot. I do. Wide receiver three, if you can get away with it. We don't know how long you'll get away with it. Again, not late wide receiver three, but like one of the first wide receiver threes off the board. I think he can be that value for you. Garrett Wilson's not going as a wide receiver three. Garrett Wilson's going as a low-end wide receiver one slash wide receiver two of the high variety. And, and I'll say this, if he gets Aaron Rodgers in New York, Garrett Wilson goes to 20, 
uh, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27 overall. So like the think of it like the the bookend second third round 24, 25 picks. That's about where Garrett Wilson's going to get mock drafted and taken if he's catching footballs from Aaron Rodgers. You would see him in the 24, 25 turn second to third round picks. And so he could essentially be your 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 last pick in round 2, your second drafted player or your first pick in round 3. You're a third drafted player. Um, let's say Derek Carr lands in New York. I still think he's a third round guy. With maybe maybe you steal him around top around four in early drafts, and he climbs all the way to three point one, three point four, three point two, three point five with Derek Carr. If there's no Derek Carr, and there's no Aaron Rodgers, there's no Lamar Jackson, and he gets handed Jimmy Garoppolo, then I'm worried, bro. I don't know that I'm feeling as confident about Garrett Wilson. I'll probably still say we could consider him a moon man, but it depends where his ADP is. If you've got to take him around the same territory, like 3.2, 3.4, I don't... Jimmy G's going to scare the heck out of me, bro. I, 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 we'll have to play it by ear. So the ultimate answer is Jim, Garrett Wilson's going to have fluctuating ADP and fluctuating, fluctuating value for where I'll take him. And currently... On the spec that the Jets will get a better quarterback than Jimmy G. I'm feeling 3.4, 3.5, 3.3, 3.8. The later the better. But that's on spec. If I if my spec's wrong, if our spec is wrong, and you're taking a little bit of a gamble, and Aaron Rodgers, Lamar, Derek Carr, none of those guys are options, and they don't bring back Mike White or anything um, after he you know tests the free agent waters, or maybe they go to Mike White. And they say we're gonna trade, we're gonna trade Zach Wilson, and you are our starter. Maybe he doesn't really test free agency, and he says, "Ink me." You know what I mean? If that's the case, then I love Garrett Wilson. I, I love Garrett Wilson. Put him back at three point two, three point three, three point four. But if if Aaron Rodgers is in town, it's second round. It's late second round for Garrett Wilson. You know what I'm saying, bro? All right. Uh, next voicemail is from TM42. Do you think Najee will have a bounce back 2023? Uh, depends on the ADP, baby. Depends on the ADP. Mike White to Miami. I, I'm okay with that too, TM. Um, it depend If he goes in like the second round, I think there's some upside. If he goes in the third round, which I don't think he will, then there's huge upside, very little risk. If he goes in... He's not going around one. There's too many big names. He's not. So, like, is it mid-second mid, mid second round or late-second round? If it's late-second... You know what? I don't know that he feels like great value in the second round. I, I'm working it out in my head, and, and there's so many good players. The quarterbacks, all four of the quarterbacks, I'm taking over Najee. Um, wide receivers, like, eight deep. Running backs, probably eight deep. You're talking about well past 24 overall. You talk about Kelsey in there too. He's not a second round pick. I, You know what? I'm doing this. I'm spitballing it. But the more I'm thinking on it, third round. If I get Najee in, thir- in round three, I'm on board. Bounce back candidate for sure. If I've got to take him in round two, hard pass, bro. Hard pass. You've just been Smitty disapproved. Hard pass on that. Thank you, TM, for the the question all right let's get to this other group of voice message 
uh, maniacs here. This one's from Joseph. Hey, Smitty. Philadelphia is favored by a point and a half. Who do you like for the Super Bowl? Such a tough question. Um, the two best teams, really, really. They're both phenomenal. Both offenses are fire. Fire. I mean fire. E- evenly matched to a degree, right? You got Hurts versus Mahomes, the wide receivers, and then the running game's okay, right? It's, it's been producing, but it, it's the offensive line, really. But you could you could couple the offensive line and the run game together and just say it's, it's doing great. So you have all around just a really good team. KC, they get it done. They can patchwork whatever they want, when they want. Mahomes is amazing. Um, Hertz feels a little more hampered than Mahomes at this point, which is kind of weird to say, but that's how I feel. And then, so it's kind of even. So what's it come down to? Defense. Logic tells me that defense is a huge difference maker and, and balances the scale differently. However, I, I feel like Mahomes is on a mission. I'm gonna say it's really. I'm gonna say Eagles by like three or seven points, but I, I can't say I feel ultra confident. Honestly, it's that close. Jim. Hey, Smitty. I was just wondering what you thought about Elijah Moore with the change of the offensive coordinator and maybe with a finally getting a secure quarterback. Do you think Elijah Moore can have any fantasy value, or do you think his value is pretty much over? So another another Jets question. If you got Aaron Rodgers, he would be revitalized. If he gets uh, a Derek Carr or, you know, Mike White stays somehow, test free agency comes back or or doesn't even test free agency. He's supposed to test it, but then they say to him, we're getting rid of Zach Wilson. Um, I'd probably say, I'd probably say only in the Aaron Rodgers situation do I think he'll be utilized. He feels a lot like DJ Moore, you know, like imagine DJ Moore and then a better wide receiver than DJ Moore landing on the roster. Because that's what happened. Elijah Moore, very DJ Moore capable. But Garrett Wilson's top 5 to 10. And so imagine if Garrett Wilson landed in Carolina. DJ Moore would be so hard-pressed in a in not great situation to be consistent. So is Elijah Moore going to ever return to form? Not unless Aaron Rodgers lands in Green Bay. Unfortunately, in my opinion. Uh, this one's from Kenny. Kenny, your first message won't play. Hey, Smitty. So there's no way to know for certain, but does your hunch tell you that Pierce and Algier are safe in their workloads headed into next year? Or do you think either is going to receive some competition for carries? Great question. Um, Pierce and Algier. So the dilemma here in trying to break this down for, let's say, the Falcons, okay? Falcons have the number eight overall pick. Texans have the number two overall pick. The Texans also have uh, the number 12. I don't think the Texans spend the 12 on, like, Jameer Gibbs, Charbonnet, uh, Sean Tucker, any of those guys. But could they take Bijan if he fell to 12? Could they take Stroud at two or Bryce Young at two? And then if Bijan was there... Take Bijan at twelve, I would, I would, and and I'm I'm sorry, but I would. Yeah, I'm not passing. I don't care how good Pierce or even Algier in the case of the Falcons. If it's me, I'm taking Bijan. I don't pass on Bijan. This is Adrian Peterson. This is Ladanian Tomlinson. It doesn't matter how good of a running back you have. I, I hate to say it, but I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even bat an eye. 
I would just I would just select Bijan Robinson. So not at two, but if twelve, sure. At eight, sure. So there's a significant risk that Algier or Pierce gets knocked aside and they become like Mitchell. Remember Mitchell in San Francisco? Looks great, looks great, CMC. <laughs> it's like now he's nothing. He's literally nothing. Went from zero to or went from uh, 80% health, like a video game, down to zero. <laughs> Just rip from him. But I would say this. If Algier escapes the NFL draft, and he is the the lone starter, maybe they pull in a rookie that it's a smaller name guy. I really like him. I really like him. I liked him all offseason, this past 2022 offseason. Um, talked him up a ton. I liked him for a reason. He's very, very good. We we didn't see him thrive until late, but we were on top of it from the beginning. We've been talking about Jir all year, and it just didn't happen till the end when they were kicking the tires on the rookies. You know, let's see what Ritter has. You know, too bad Pitts wasn't there to enjoy it, but let's get Algier out there. Let's see what our rookies have. Let's see what our future looks like, and let's walk into the NFL draft and start building around those two guys if they're if it makes sense. Algier makes sense. I like him. He's risky, but I like him. If he escapes the NFL draft, he could be a moon man. If uh, Pierce escapes the NFL draft and free agency in terms of an added running back, he could be a moon man again, a returning moon man. So risk to both of them, you got to kind of know that, but absolutely moon man potential. Are you comfortable with Traylon Burks as a third wide receiver, or is he more of a flex fourth guy for you? Yeah, not third, not third. Pickens feels like an amazing third. Uh, Burks feels like a four. Uh, my wide receiver four, bye weeks, injuries, maybe something develops. Now, if A-Rod went to Tennessee and he's got land in Tennessee, people like to tie that to him a lot, then we have a whole other discussion. Like, Burks to the moon. Burks becomes potential uh, Christian Watson. But I don't, I don't know how he's going to develop in this situation. We'll see what happens at the quarterback position. But I don't see how Burks can develop into uh, an elite wide receiver three. He's got the potential for it. I liked him a lot heading into the season. I said he could be the number one wide receiver out of all the rookies. I, I mean, he had that potential. But that quickly changed when the landing spot was handed out. Um, just didn't feel like it was going to develop or translate. And sometimes that's the way it is. Sometimes a player comes out of college. Things look like they're going to line up perfectly. And then once they get drafted, the landing spot's bad. I hated the landing spot. As soon as he got his landing spot... As soon as he started struggling um, with the asthma and just kind of getting, you know, get, getting behind, I'm like, no, I don't feel it with Burks. I feel disappointment with Burks, and and you know, Christian Watson was a uh, Christian Watson and Dobbs were both highly ranked on our channel. We didn't know which one would be elite, but we knew one of them would be elite. We knew Aaron Rodgers would fa fast track one of them, even though people said things like Aaron Rodgers doesn't bring rookies along. And what did we say over and over and over all off season? That's hogwash. It's not about that. It's that Aaron Rodgers never needed a rookie. He always had the one wide receiver, Adams, or the elite playing Cobb or back in the day or whatever. He always had an electric wide receiver, Jordy Nelson, whoever, blowing up, doing well. And so the rookie had to wait. It wasn't about that he didn't like rookies. He didn't need the rookie. So we knew that, that Dobbs or Christian Watson, one of the two, it was hard to know which one, one of the two was going to get fast-tracked. And, and Christian Watson was the guy. So Aaron Rodgers going over to Tennessee, he probably fast-tracked Burks, you know, in his sophomore year. But but I don't think that's happening, so I'm going to say stay away. 
Uh, thank you guys for all of those voice messages. If you guys want to leave, you want to be a part of the voicemail crew, all you got to do is get on over to my Instagram and subscribe to my $4.99 a month package, cancel anytime, and you can not only be included into a voicemail crew where you're with like-minded voicemail leavers that are also paying $4.99 a month, so you know they're serious, and you guys can communicate and ask each other questions, and if you're paying $4.99 a month, even though it's not a huge amount, you're paying something, right? So it's you're going to be serious about it. So you're going to have other like-minded, serious people that want quick responses in a chat group when you guys communicate. Now, I chime in once in a while. What my, my role, where I come in, is you guys at any point leave a voice message, and that's for me. The, the, the typing, the texting to each other, that's for you guys. But whenever somebody has a question, all you got to do is hold down the, the, the microphone, leave me a voice message, and those are for me. And I go through the throughout the day and, and play them on the 7 p.m. show. We'll play them about 10 to 15 minutes into every show, Monday through Friday on the 7 p.m. show. You want to be a part of that? All you got to do is go subscribe and get to it. Appreciate you all. I appreciate you all being here. Um, I'll take one more phone call and then I'm out of here for the night. This has been a, a about an hour show here at uh, you know midnight Eastern, like we normally do it Monday, Tuesday. I'm sorry, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Here's my here's my schedule, and this this is gonna maybe vary the midnight one. It's like almost every other night that I do it, but Tuesday, Thursday. Uh, Friday, Saturday. Today is Thursday, so this is the midnight Thursday show. So I'm live Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, most midnights. Most midnights, not guaranteed. This is what's guaranteed. This is what's guaranteed. The the Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, that is guaranteed. Going live whenever news breaks, even if I'm like a half hour, hour later, whatever. Um, usually it's about two to five minutes. Something huge breaks, I go live to explain it. But regardless, even if I'm not there that minute, it's me going live within the hour or whatever. Uh, to, to 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 break down whatever is breaking because you don't need me to break the news you you may hear it from me first because you're not plugged in anywhere else and that's fine I, I'm on top of it quick enough to where nothing's gonna hurt you by waiting 10 15 minutes so, like you don't have to be plugged into every single source in the whole wide world I can be that source for you uh, but ultimately what I'm saying is I'm gonna be breaking it down within the hour and tell you what how to how to how to I think digest it rock, uh, rock out of Ron Navy are on the phone Ron Navy appreciate your super chat earlier. Uh, what can I do for you, Ron? I, I was I was late I was late with this one, but uh, did I hear you right? Did I hear you call Tom Brady selfish? Yeah, yeah, totally. Look look what Tom Brady's <laughs> look what Tom Brady's doing to us, man. We've got five teams to worry about. Tom Brady was supposed to be one of three quarterbacks to help plug these holes, and this selfish guy <laughs> decides to step away and leave one of these wide receiver corps hanging. We were really counting on him to fill a void here. Now we have two elite quarterbacks and one Derek Carr to try and fill five electric, offensive, potent situations where wide receivers are there you know, to, to score and be absolute monsters. And now we got to, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Aaron Rodgers better go to the Raiders or... Maybe Aaron Rodgers stays for Christian Watson's sake, which I do like. And Jordan Love gets immediately traded to one of these spots. And that at least we get a quarterback that might have potential to go somewhere. But Derek Carr, I don't know if you caught my Derek Carr piece, but Derek Carr is going to get released by the 15th. Yeah. He'll be released on the 15th yeah, or before. I, I saw that. But, I mean, 
he, the man's 45 years old. He's got seven Super Bowls. And he came out early. He could have just not have said nothing and and left us, like, believing all... I, I'm kind of joking. I'm kind of joking, Ron. I'm he kinda, was tired. I'm joking, I know, Ron. So I'm <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, it's it's selfish to us. We don't care about any of that. <laughs> all we care about is what's happening to Adams, what's happening to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, what's happening to Garrett Wilson. We've got two wide receivers on the Bucks that need, that need footballs, and we got Chris Olave. You know how many moon men, moon men we have tied to this situation? I mean, yeah, he should have consulted with us, or at least. You know uh, what, though? Think about it, though. You know who could gain from this whole, like, Tom Brady retiring and, and maybe guys don't move around, but there's still going to be quarterbacks needed? Maybe, just maybe, Mike White did enough when he played before he got injured to get a second chance at another team. Yeah, Ron, I feel like you missed the entire show. <laughs> you did say you came late, but we talked. We definitely hit on that. Uh Mike White, what we talked about is, do you think, would you, if Mike White ends up being the Miami quarterback, which is what the question we posed, would he remain this moon men slot that I've got in your book? Would you say Mike White as the Dolphins quarterback is still the moon man? Or do we take the moon man off and say it's good enough, but it's not moon man material yet? What do you, what say you, Ron? I'd say... Keep him in Moon Man Reserve to see what goes on with him. And then, you know, if he gets that good opportunity, then we, you can throw him right on the Moon Man list. Yeah. Um, Ty Lee says, Ron, talk about the <laughs> NFL being rigged. Let's not go into that topic tonight. <laughs> oh, no, no. We, we had a long enough topic well, about that. Like you said before, I mean, everybody would have to be in collusion. Now there are what they do need to do is they the the refs the refs are the problem, and and they they need to do something about the bad referee and um, that's just you know what they should do. As far as being rigged, no. I mean, can't they can't they have like a I don't know some sort of like top level um, review of something to where. If it's ever like a questionable situation, like you take an extra, you have you have the, just like every scoring play is reviewed. Why why can't everything just be reviewed? You know what I mean? Why can't everything be subject to review? I know the challenges are a big part of the game now, and it's some exciting stuff. But why not have every single play reviewed and and make it to where you're almost at a hundred percent because you got you got all the camera angles. And you're basically relying, and you could challenge it to have it re-looked at. Maybe you keep the challenges in play. But if every scoring play is reviewed, why can't every big play be reviewed? Why can't everything be reviewed? We'll see. Um, uh, yeah, need, need to find. Well, you, got, you got like college already doing that, right? College, like if a guy has a a, a, a targeting foul. They can go back and review that to see if it was an intent to target or it was just a personal mm -hmm. foul. And if it's an intent to target, the guy's gone, right? And so college does that already. So yeah. why doesn't the NFL, I, I hear what you're saying, do the same type of thing. Yeah. And why doesn't the NFL make referees full-time referees? 
Uh, Ty Lee says Aaron Foster confirmed that the NFL's rigged. He didn't. It was all a parody, bro. It, it was. Uh, it was. He's talked about it before. When I first saw, saw that too, I, I I posted on my IG, but I did put that some are saying it's fake, some are saying it's real. But if you look into it, Arian Foster has said in the past that people are ridiculous and think the NFL's rigged and scripted. Uh, <laughs> corrupt referees, again, nobody's arguing that a referee or two or a coach can be paid to lose games. We already know that. But if anybody thinks the NFL is, is, uh, is actually scripted and there's like you read your script for the week, you're out, you are out of your mind. You are out of your mind. Um, Hell, if you're in Houston, you get, you get fired for winning games. Can you imagine getting that? I put a, I put a little parody up because the Aaron Foster thing is obviously fake and Ty Lee doesn't know that, but Ty Lee, it's not, it's, it's a joke, but uh, I put up something too. That was joking about Tom Brady, Tom Brady reading is on my IG, Tom Brady reading his script and says, this is your welcome packet uh, to the to the, to the San Francisco 49ers. And it said, just before week one, we're going to break your collarbone. It's going to hurt. You know, it's going to be real. But you'll get used to it. We'll break your collarbone. And then we'll sign Jimmy G and he'll start week one. And Tom Brady, then it cuts to Tom Brady going, Hi, I made my decision to retire. <laughs> but... Yeah. That was hilarious. I saw yeah. that. That was that was funny. I was laughing my butt I off. I just can't imagine really believing that that the NFL scripted. Like, <laughs> what are you guys? Uh, I, I think there's there's corrupt refs and bad, really bad refs, and and stuff like that. But yeah, it, it'd be it'd be really hard. I mean, people are trying to compare it rigged like it, it, it's set up like the WWE, like wrestling or something like that. And that's no possible way. No zero. Zero. I'll, I'll I'll end the debate right here, right now on my show. Zero. You can't you can't have fifty three times thirty two, which is which is what uh, tw- what is it that number twenty uh, sixteen hundred what is that thirty two times fifty three is sixteen ninety six seventeen hundred players <laughs> are just they get to the NFL and they're like this isn't real. No, here's your script. Be quiet. Okay. <laughs> okay. Then you'd have to have non-disclosure agreements for every single player. <laughs> that doesn't even matter. You know, people get mad and get. You don't think Calvin Ridley would be opening a can of worms for everybody right now because he feels so slighted? <laughs> or Joe Mixon? Yeah. Joe Mixon, you are out. We're gonna release you. Oh yeah, it was scripted. It was all scripted as they carry him out the door. <laughs> <laughs> People are out of their minds, bro. This is the same kind of talk about the world being flat. You know, whatever. <laughs> I'm over it. We talked enough about it. The world's not flat? I, bro, after I posted that... that uh, this is like saying there's no Santa Claus. I know. After I posted that that, that parody that I made... After I posted that parody that I made saying that the, the reason Tom Brady retired. I said the real the real reason Tom Brady retired is he found out his script said he was breaking his collarbone in before week one and Jimmy G would come in and start for the Niners in week one. And that was why he retired. Oh, and I literally, I swear to you, I had at least 10 DMs where people said, at least people know now, Smitty, thank you for helping spread awareness to the, I'm like, bro, I'm joking. I'm joke. Do you really think that I, I believe that the... <laughs> I kid, I kid you not, bro. I kid you yeah, not. At least that. ten DMs where people thought I was serious, and they they were like 
praising me. They're praising me for spreading awareness, bro. Uh, rock out, you're on hold there. Rock out, what, what can we do for you, Rock out? Um, the world's not flat, by the way. What do you think? What do you think about Carr going to Washington or protecting a backup or fighting with uh, Hal? You know, Washington is a, a team we don't have on the board, um, on the Aaron Rodgers board here, that maybe needs to be on here, to be honest. But I don't know. I feel like I feel like Carr's got too many good options. Like, would you go to Washington over these options? I wouldn't. So, I think Washington's going to get no nobody big. I just don't know. You never know. You never know. But the Raiders are an, att- an attractive place for Aaron Rodgers. And the Jets are an attractive place for Aaron Rodgers. And Miami's an attractive place for Aaron Rodgers. The Saints are... I don't think the Saints are that all that attractive. There's a lot of potential. But they still feel like they're... You yeah. know, they're in shamble mode. Bucks feel in shamble mode. These three, these are my top three landing spots anyway. But like, I can't see. I see Mike White maybe going to Washington, or the Saints, or the Bucks. I mean, realistically, don't you think it's who's going to give him the most money, the best contract? That's where he goes. Yeah. I mean, it really is all about the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> for somebody like Carr, anyway. Like Carr. Yeah, for him. Um, anything else, guys? I'm gonna probably head out for the night. But uh, rock out. You got anything? Um, what's your thoughts on Jeff Wilson? I'll go in 2023. Jeff Wilson? Uh, he's yeah, 30. Jeff. I think he's 31 years old. I believe. Uh, isn't he number isn't he number 31 too yeah I think he's isn't he number 30 he's number 31 oh he's 23 let's see Jeff Wilson let's see how old Jeff Wilson is Jeff Wilson that's pretty good that's all age he's 27 he's 27 I'm I'm sorry he's 27 he's on the verge (laughs) yeah but that's still he's injury prone too I think it's Mostert that's 31 Mostert's yeah, Moster's still yeah, more injured. Yeah, Moster's turning thirty-one. Wilson's turning twenty, or he is twenty-seven. My fault. I was thinking of Moster's uh, number thirty-one. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't think much about him, bro. If they get, if one of them gets retained to be the starter, then I like him in Miami, and then we start talking about him as like a, a flex sleeper for sure. But until then, I'm not really on board yet. Think they'll keep them or go out for someone or get try to get somebody. I mean, I think rookies are going to be real attractive for for everybody that needs a running back. So I think you know if you can get a a, a Sean Tucker, you can get a, a a Charbonnet later. Like I think anybody's going to be prone to drafting one of those guys in round two. Like that's the thing about running back draft capital is it's so hard to predict now because any team could take. Mm-hmm. Uh, running back because in the second round it's such a, a lesser value Ben says he yeah. got confused because 27 is the new 31 20 27 is the new 30 28 is the new 31 you, you almost got it ben. Edge, though, so, yeah. <laughs> it's like dog years man 
running back years are like dog years. <laughs> they are. Unless your name's Derek. Yeah, I mean, he did defy it. He did defy it. You can't, you can't, you can't say though, Ron, one reason I feel like maybe you're going to be more open-minded as we get toward August. I know right now you're still going to ride the Derrick Henry train again, and I'm not going to talk you out of it because I think nobody should be talked out of whatever gut instinct they have, but you can't say there wasn't at least two times during the season you thought, yep, that this is it. He's dropped off because he, he would vanish and he can get wrapped up in the backfield in ways he probably shouldn't be if he wasn't potentially dropping off a little. But could he still squeak out one more season? I mean, I put it at like 10%. Well, they, but They had to deal with Tannehill's ups and downs, and then you had you know Malik coming in doing his thing. So, But until they – I mean, once they started like trusting him and passing him the ball, that really opened up his game a lot when he yeah. started pass catching. Uh, that that really opened it up for him. So, hey, ten percent uh, still ten percent. I mean, that's me. Last but, year, I said Derrick Henry had a twenty percent chance of doing what he did. That was not a good enough number for me to draft him in the top five. One but, of these years, one of these years, Smitty, you're going to be right on Henry. One of these years. One of these years. It'll be this year. Yeah. I don't think <laughs> I, I, Eckler or next year. Eckler could be another potential outlier, but I'd rather not take the chance on it because he's going to be 28 um, years old. Austin Eckler. Yeah, well, Eckler's not built like uh, Henry is, so I, I don't know. He doesn't, he doesn't need the carries like him either. But but Henry's also being built as he's going to hit that wall hard. So Henry will hit the wall harder. Maybe he's he can avoid the the wall longer, but he's going to hit the wall harder because he's a big dude trying to carry around that weight. And I think Terrell Davis said it perfectly when he said that, like when he fell off, he said he noticed it. It was immediate. He knew the exact moment. He knew the exact carry. He knew the exact game, and he still went on to have an amazing rest of the game. Like he want, he he was having one of his best games he had in a long time, and in the middle of the game he said he knew he was done, and he still had an amazing yeah, rest of the game, and that was cr- crazy for him to tell that story, but he's like, there's a certain point as a running back, where the mileage is so much, you know, that getting up the next day, getting prepared for the next game, and just your your ability to like cut anymore, he's like, you just, he's like, I just knew it, yeah. I knew it in the middle of a game. It was crazy to hear him tell the story. But running backs, just that I abuse is crazy. True. I think that's true with all players, though. They know, I mean, yeah, the ages are different and stuff like that. Their fall-off ages are different. But I think all players know when they reach that point that they just can't do it no more. No yeah, matter what position. But, but it is such a different thing when you're carrying it between the tackles and getting hit like that and you're, like, in the middle of doing that. Like, there's a time where, like, your speed's gone as a wide receiver but he was like he just knew that his body would never recover the same again yeah but yeah. <laughs> uh mike are you on on hold here mike uh oh no mike tried to call in um all right rock out mike. i'm gonna let you go man i'm gonna i'm gonna head out appreciate you buddy all right see you all right ron anything else let me do my rock out impersonation hold on all right um no, I'm good. All right. 
<laughs> just kidding. Hey, Rock out. Love you, man. Later. Later, Ron. Appreciate you. All right, guys. I'm out of here for the day. Appreciate my voicemail crew. If you guys, again, want to be in the voicemail crew, all you got to do is go subscribe on my Instagram. Click on my profile, The Fantasy Football Show. Click on my profile for $4.99, $4.99 a month. You can drop voicemails on the daily for my daily 7 p.m. show. And I'll, I'll play the voicemails and answer the questions about 10 to 15 minutes into every single Monday through Friday show. And in that, in that group where you hold down the mic and leave your question, all voicemails are for me and all the text is for you guys to talk amongst each other because you have other paying individuals. Even though it's only $4.99, it is $4.99. And so people paying in there are serious about getting advice and they're going to help each other out and talk to each other. So it's an amazing group. Go join it. And then DM me after you do it and I'll get you in the, in the, in the exclusive chat. I'll see you all later. I appreciate you. And uh, yeah, go, go, go Derek Carr. Go Derek Carr. I'm proud of Derek Carr. Taking uh, taking the Raiders to school on a little contract 101. Uh, Derek Carr will be released by February 15. That news uh, breaking uh, earlier. Let's see. We'll talk about this tomorrow. This one right here. Where is it? Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Nope. That's the same one. Derek Carr. Where are you? Is it this one? There it is. Derek Carr uh, will not extend the February 15 deadline. Um, for the the Raiders who want, they're asking him, hey, do you mind extending the deadline after they denied him trade for a trade work request to seek a trade on his own accord? And, and then they ask him to, to delay this deadline so they can trade him to somebody that he has no say. Like, what, what, what goal of the Raiders? I'm proud of Derek Carr. Derek Carr is sticking it to him, and they're going to release him. He's not going to get his $40 million, but he's going to get a much bigger amount going where he wants to go. So... Good job, Derek Carr. I'm proud of you for doing that. I'll see you all on the flip side. I'm live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, every single Monday through Friday. I'm live whenever news breaks, and I'm live Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, at midnight Eastern, pretty much every one of those days. Peace out, everybody. Ron Navy dropping another wad. Ron Navy. Where mashed potatoes? Yeah, buddy.
Take a lap, take, take a lap. Take a lap, take, take a lap. Fake, 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 fake in, boys! <laughs> Hit that thumb up button.